Mayday! Come in! If anyone can hear me, my starship has been pulled into the anomaly! I find myself in a strange new world. It is a world with no sun, no stars. It is a world of... Anime. Welcome to Rogue Planet. Happy Wednesdays, everybody. I am your host, Zivat Mantis. Hope you've been having a wonderful week, you glorious, wonderful people. Um, not a lot going on in general nerddom. However, something truly epic happened. It happened on Disney+, and I'm going to be inviting my man, Courtney Monroe of Saberlight Nights, up to chat about it. And then later on in the program, we'll have open conversation um, when more people get in. Welcome to Rogue Planet. can be found live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. here on Spotify Greenroom. And, of course, the recap can be found on Anchor. And all, anywhere else, pretty much, a podcast can be found. I see Courtney Monroe can't wait to talk about this. He's jumping right on. Courtney Monroe, how are you today? So I'm doing fantastic, man. Uh, so I did watch it this morning. And, dude, the lightning that hit my soul when I heard that music cue. You know, you know that Western music cue that we get whenever Mando shows up? Yes. Yes, and so obviously, if you guys haven't noticed, we've hit into our spoiler, our spoiler conversation about episode five of Boba Fett, or should I say, the book of Boba Fett, found on Disney Plus. So um, you said you heard the Western music, and and my soul just elated for joy, man. Um, look, I got to tell you, Mando has always been badass, right? But it's amazing to me how this episode just made this man king shit okay i have he just kicked ass and took names mercilessly okay um in fact i don't ever recall him being this brutal um i mean he took had no bones about it he killed and he decapitated and he was more of a thug than boba fett has been this entire season i'm just saying I'm just saying. Yeah, no. Um. So I'm gonna gonna say. Well, I found something very, very. Well, first I'm gonna before I get into the brutality thing, we'll say this. This morning I had the the displeasure, the absolute displeasure of waking up to a text of somebody spoiling the episode, and I didn't know what was gonna happen. And you told me that feeling you had when you saw who, who you know who walks in. And I didn't get that feeling because it was already spoiled to me. That is lame, dude. I hope you let that person know. Oh, I did. And I, I mean, we're not going to get into it. I love this person. This person has a blood relative. Um, I love them dearly. They just, you know, they, they sometimes they can't handle their spoilers. They don't They don't realize because they thought, they're like, I thought everybody knew. Aren't you on the internet? And I'm like, come on. I don't, you know, I avoid spoilers. So I don't usually know what's going to happen. I'm, I'm blessed, man. I never really get spoiled. I mean, I was on the internet, I was on social media a little bit this morning, and no one said a word. I don't know. I guess I'm just lucky. Like yeah, and you know who followed up with another another one? Um, uh, uh, YouTube Rex. Oh my God, the thumbnail. I saw that. Yeah, yo, th- it's not only just thumbnail, but it's also in her Twitter post. You know what, man? And since it was already spoiled for me, I was like, whatever. But I had hit that before I actually sat down for the episode. So there were two sources who had already revealed what was going on. So I got to say, just a quick digression and we'll get back to it. I actually have unfollowed a ton of these, uh, you know, like 
video reviewers right like um article posters and shit on social media and youtube because they do stuff like post thumbnails and captions that spoil the entire episode and they do it early in the morning right and when you get a notification there's no way to avoid it because you just go look a notification and when you scroll you go oh shit yeah i wish i didn't see that yeah so that's how you get unfollowed in my book yeah so but yeah, so so going back to the episode, man. Um, yeah, that opening scene was uh, it was like lightning. Man. It, it's lightning still it's fire. still amazing. Like you start off in the meat packing place, right? There's the meat crazy meat packing place with the dog aliens, and and then you see the silhouette of a Mandalorian through the plastic. Right. And when, and you're like, what is this? Some meat packing place on Tatooine? And he walks in, and it's it's Mando. Yeah, Welcome in, Lucas. Lay an ass whooping down that I have uh, I've not really seen from him ever. So here's my explanation for that though. I don't yes. think that it was a nest he was I don't think he started off incredibly brutal. It was after he hurt his leg. Self-inflicted lightsaber burn. Right. That right. he was yeah. so pissed off and so hurt that he was just unleashed on them. And the sheer brutality that the final blow he gets on the on his mark. Where he cuts him in half, he throws him on the table. The dude's probably already dead, and he just cuts yeah. him in half like a savage. And you see the table just fold in half that the guy's on top of. Uh, yo, yo, you made a good point actually. Uh, when he cuts himself with, with the dark saber, uh, you know my idea is that self-preservation kicked in at that point, right? Uh, because you know your legs busted up, and you got like eight dudes wanting to wail on you. You know, you, you got to kick it in. I mean, that must have hurt. And then, you know, at that point, you don't want to bring anyone in more, right? So one thing that I love, I love, there are many things about this episode that I love. And we're going to get into it. But one of the first things that I love was not only seeing Din Djarin come back, but I also love how they show the difficulty in, in wielding a lightsaber and how just casuals <sighs> can't do it because he cut himself, right? Yes. Like he, he cut himself. And in Star Wars lore, it, it is emphasized in multiple sources that to use a lightsaber properly, you have to be force sensitive. Yes. Where you can properly track the blade around. Which usually it. sounds like a, a, a stupid thing. I've even heard people say, finish off that thought, even though it's this part of it isn't said. They say you need the force because the balance of the weapon is off. And I and I later on when I was training in kung fu, I was like, wait a minute, there are plenty of weapons who have heavier handles than right. than extensions. That's not that hard to figure out. Exactly. Um. So I do. I finally it's explained to us why like thugs like Han Solo don't do well with it. Mm-hmm. And so it also makes sense how the you know how the crystals have an intelligence to them. Yep. And so they have their own will, and they, there are places and things they want to do, and you have to work with them in how to strike. That is so cool. Yeah, another thing I loved about this episode, even from the start, from the very beginning, they're adding to the lore of Star Wars. That's what Mandalorian is so good at. Absolutely. It explains things. That, actually, it, it covered itself on several marks, which we'll get into in a second. But they, in parts where people are confused in the lore, they're like, I, but I thought this other thing said this. They fixed it. Mm-hmm. They went to the trouble of having characters say lines that would fix it. So I really appreciate that. The, you know, Obviously, the people who produce this show really love Star Wars. Like, oh, over the no. top love it. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the amount of uh, attention to detail and little Easter eggs in this episode, even the minuscule stuff. Yes. Uh, you know, about, uh, I'm going to skip just uh, just for a minute, just to get my point across. But later on, when, you know, he gets his ship and he gets pulled over uh, by the Republic officers. Yeah. And they're, like, asking for his, like, registration and his license. It's just, like, adding to the lore, like, okay, well, you know, you have to have this to drive a, a, a starship in Star Wars. Yeah. You know, you have to have a beacon on, and you have to have a registration. This little, like, cute shit like that really shows that these people actually care about what they're doing. Right, right, and, and, I, and I appreciate that. And you know? so it's it's so it's it's actually crazy. How, oh wait, I'm hearing a little echo right there. Oh, you good? Yeah, okay, I'm good. I sound, I'm sounding good. Yo, um, the it's it's actually funny. I read this whole article about all the things we assume we know about Star Wars. 
but it was never shown on in a film, probably because they don't have the time to do it. Right. But think about it this way. If you were to ever watch all the Star Wars films, you could make the following assumptions. One, weapons don't have ammunition because they never seem to run out. Never see anyone reload a gun. Right. Right. Um, there must people in that galaxy must not use the bathroom. Etc. 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 Every time we don't see something, but what I like about these shows is that they're actually showing us. Like basically, you never thought you'd see a scene in a meatpacking house, right? But they have them in that world, and they showed us them, right? Man. Yeah, it, it's 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 beautiful, great. It's it's amazing. Um, it's utter, it's utterly amazing. I freaking loved it. Um, I love yeah, and adding to the lore, like for instance, yo, when he le- when he leaves that place and then he goes into the city and you see it's a ring world. I love how the light, how it determines if it's day or night. Yeah, that was a nice attention to detail. And then when he gets yeah. on the elevator, let me ask you, were, did you identify that alien? Because I believe I know not the name of the particular alien, but their species. Uh, actually, I think I might have missed it, man. So there, there, when he gets on the elevator, there's a fish woman next to him. Or looks like some sort of aquatic creature. I believe, I don't know if they're going to strike me down later, but I believe that woman was a Selkath from KOTOR 2. Oh, <laughs> Where the Coltor toll is made? I remember. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I the remember. woman next to him was one of those things. Yep. Yep. Uh, and yo, and, and not only that, I'll, I'll give you another one. I don't know if Steve has watched this show or, or watched this episode or not. I hope he has. Because there was a massive nod to Star Wars video games. And he goes back to Tatooine to get his new ship. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You saw the little droid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a BD unit. That's a BD unit. I have so that is straight from Star Wars Fallen Order. Right, right. BD one. So here's the question. Actually, I'm wondering: is that is that kind of looping us up? Pardon my vernacular, but are they kind of just prepping us for a possible cameo from Cal Kestis later on in the season? I am praying that is the case because there is no reason why that droid should be in anything live action when it never was prior to star wars fall yes that is an original that came from that game yes and like we discussed before man cal kestis is literally just the kid that plays him that's literally just him. right that's his face that's That's his thing and you you know he'd only be about like late 30s maybe 40 in that in that year so he can still pull that off he's still like you know what i mean Absolutely. It's not uh, like they have to put old man makeup on him. Um, but another thing is they tend to, for the most part, they actually do foreshadow all the cameos they've ever had. Yeah. They, they always give us kind of a heads up. Even last week at the end when she says we need to get help, they put on the Mando theme music. Yeah, I caught that. I caught that too. Yeah. And, um, and yeah. so a B, the BD droid would be a perfect thing. Uh, but before we get there, let's let's keep going on it. So he ends up meeting up with the armorer and uh, everyone's favorite asshole, Paz Li- uh, um, R- Vizla. Yeah, <laughs> the juggernaut. The juggernaut. He, the heavy weapons, Mando dude. He's a Vizla, so he's got to be a douche. Right. They're entitled. <laughs> they think you know. They think they have it. And I love that they expanded even more on the lore of the Mandalorians. Right. Yeah. How yeah. they do it. So they. I was elated. They actually, I mean, they got into a bunch of exposition, but it was so, it was wonderful. And I enjoyed every minute of it. I sopped it up, man. It was perfect. Uh, for one, they had the armorer do it. And who doesn't love the armorer? She's she's amazing. She's amazing. Um, she's got, in my opinion, she is going to turn out to be the supervillain of supervillains. But um, it's, it's going to be yeah. great. It's going to be great to have that happen. Uh, so... Yeah, man, she she went on a SMH, you know, position spout, and she talked about the history of the dark saber, and and we knew this from uh you know lore. I think they talked about it a lot in Star Wars Rebels, but we learned that the dark saber was created by Izzy, the, the first and only Mandalorian Jedi, right? Vizsla. Um, and it's made of Beskar, 
and it actually has different properties from other lightsabers. It's like a black hole, so it's magnetic. Yes. Uh, so when they were sparring, he was having trouble dealing with them, with all right? the metal around him and stuff like that. That was like that was fascinating stuff. But I, I also like that when they talk about Bo-Katan. Yes. And basically, they're yeah. pointing out that Bo-Katan and her family are an example of the only ones who didn't win the win the dark saber by battle and and they created the ruin of mandalore they're responsible i love how she just pretty much said bo katan is just a spoiled brat <laughs> who doesn't even like who didn't even earn the dark saber yes you know I mean? and she, she thought she, she could get away with it getting it handed to her right she's like it's my birthright it's what i deserve and it's like nah bitch. Yo, I want to address uh, Bo-Katan real quick, or real, real quick, because she's you know wasn't in the episode. She's not like a major part of this whole thing. But here, here's the whole thing. I, I don't like if this rumors are true that she's gonna get a show, and I yeah. don't actually like her. I like her as a character. I don't think of her as an OG or like a big deal. Right. And right. so what I think people are totally forgetting is it's true she sided with the Jedi's and the good guys at the end, like after her family was all dead. But before that, I want to remind everybody that she was not only a villain, but she participated in not one, but at least two massacres of civilian villages. Sure did. On screen in front of us. She betrayed her father and her sister to join Death Watch. She really is not a nice person. She's not at all. Uh, and, you know, to your credit, <laughs> to your credit, man, when we get season three, it could be a thing of, you know, maybe the armorer is like the big bad, but maybe we can see a switch uh, I, with Bo-Katan. Oh, so here's my here's my whole theory for it. Here's my I think Bo-Katan, I don't think she'll ever be the big bad, but I think she'll be a bad. A bad, yeah. right? But um I honestly think like you know how he now has this new quest where he has to be go uh be baptized in the waters under the mines of uh, on Mandalore, right? Yeah. This is amazing because it opens up we're he's going to go on an adventure that will eventually show us nuclear irradiated mandalore that's awesome they're going to expand more mandalorian uh stuff going on but here's what i'm saying i have a feeling that the armor and her cult are really bad news and i think on his journey before he gets baptized he's gonna have to make that decision yeah 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 yo so, so they're actually setting him up. They have him in a position where you have the armorer on one side, you have Bo-Katan on another side. Yeah. You know how they always say this is the way, right? Yeah. Well, he's going to look at both of them. He's going to be like, you know, both of you are wrong. You know, I'm going to make the way, right? Well, he, he's he's the chosen one. Or not the chosen one, but he's the, he's the one who has to bring them together. That's what's going to happen. So it should be his way and no one else's way, right? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that that whole scene was amazing. He uh he gave away his best scar spear and made little chain mail for, for Grogu. <laughs> uh, Grogu getting uh, Mandalorian armor, man. I love how they immediately like, he's immediately his mind is on Grogu. He's like, I gotta go visit Grogu. Yeah, <laughs> like how long has it even been? You know what I mean? Like it wasn't even that long. I'm sure that he left. And, and also and another, but like, to us it's forever. We haven't seen Baby Yoda in forever. Right. I miss that son of a bitch. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, and then um, you know he he gets in a uh, duel with with Paz Vizsla, uh, you know a, a sanctioned one for the dark saber, and uh, it, it was it was pretty good, man. Um, I love how he man, starts man. rapping as soon as he as soon as, as soon as the dark saber is taken from him. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> don't have to use this anymore. He just starts yep. kicking ass, and he, he whoops the dude's ass, and that's when it is outed that Mando has taken his helmet off. And according to their beliefs, that is uh, Cardinal Sin number one. Right. So he now has to go on his quest to uh, purify himself and become a, a Mandalorian again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm loving it. I love that he's sent on a quest. You know, this is very this is very role playing game. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love it's. This literally could be a great like, almost Kotor like RPG, right? Yeah. 100%. Because he goes around, he gets different part members in his party. He goes on these mini quests. Exactly, it is exactly that. And hey, I mean, maybe that's why it just flows together so well. I mean, you know, we all identify with that on some level. I'm just saying. Yeah. So let uh, me ask you a question: Do you think 
Uh, some people are already wildly speculating, as that's the fun of being a nerd and being into these sorts of things. People are speculating that um, Luke is going to end up training. Luke or Cal Kestis or someone is going to help Mando figure out how to use a lightsaber. So, so here's the thing about that. I don't know if it's going to be Luke. I mean, they, they swerved us with, with Mando. Maybe it will be. I'm not going to get my hopes up that much. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's far-fetched to have someone who knows how to use a lightsaber teach him. Because we've seen that before. Because Sabine Wren, you know, going back to Star Wars Rebels, who is also a Mandalorian, who will be in Ahsoka's show, did hold the Darksaber at one point. And she was taught how to use it by uh, by Kanan Jarrus, who, who's a Jedi. Right. And he taught her like the same thing, you know, like, you know, it's going to be heavy. You need to learn how to balance it, that sort of thing. So I'm just saying all that to say, I, I am, I would not be surprised if we did get that. And I would be excited if we did. I'm just not going to bank on it being someone huge that we haven't already seen. Well, yo, here's another little foreshadowing that uh, I don't know if you caught, but I don't know if you know, but you know when the X Wings pulled him over in space? Yeah. Well, one of them we all know is the dude, you know, is the dude from, uh, you know, is that we've seen this dude before, this ranger before, you know, he's, he's, he's the actor who's normally on Kim's Convenience. Brandon, welcome in. Um, but the other one, I don't know this actor's name, but he has been confirmed. He is the actor who played Luke Skywalker at the end of season two. Is that really? Yes, that was the other guy. If you look at him, he, he almost looks like Luke. He looks like a, a, a he'd be Luke's cousin or something. Especially with that, especially with that helmet on his head. That's crazy, man. I totally did not catch that. And I knew who the other ranger was, but I didn't think anything of him. And so you know what they always do, right? When, when, whenever, whenever they give someone a really small role, sometimes they give a multiple roles so that the actor is getting paid. Right. Right. And so being a stand-in, when you get your face totally digitally altered and your voice isn't even in it, you're getting paid nothing. Okay. You're just a stand-in, right? Yeah. Uh, so it makes yeah. sense that they would give him a little minor role for the season mm -hmm. while they're hiring yeah. him. So I, I bet they're going to utilize him again. Uh, look, I would certainly hope so. Um, they, like I said, they swerved the shit out of us. I had no idea Mando was going to show up like he did. Um, they keep, I don't know if there were leaks prior to this, but they keep surprising us and giving us this dope shit with like no indication you know past maybe a little foreshadowing beforehand that it's gonna happen and i love that yeah and um, so another thing that i gotta say is for you know looking good for luke you know about shamook 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 is a youtuber he's actually here's what it is he's a, a special effects dude who does youtuber he's a big deep fake one he's probably the best deep faker in the world you know he does all those star i mean a lot of people do star wars deep fakers but you see his work his week work is primo shit um, Lucas uh, made articles. People were talking about this like a year ago. They hired him be off of the strength of ah. him doing a better Luke. I remember that. Yeah. And they hired him. So hired. Um, that means we, we should we should see a much better Luke if Luke does appear in season three. Yeah. Dude, this is a lot to unpack with this. This is so much to unpack. I, I gotta say. I mean, we. I, I was gonna save it for the end, but you know, we can cut up our our analysis because we're hitting up every note. I gotta say, what was amazing? This is not only an episode. This is really an episode. This is like episode zero of season three of Mandalorian. But another thing that it is, it's a great episode of Mandalorian, and it it almost slaps Boba Fett in his face. So herein lies the problem. While this was amazing, and I'm not taking anything away from it at all. Right. I'm not talking about the, the episode that we got. I'm talking about just the, the fallout now. Um, that's kind of embarrassing for, for Boba Fett. Yeah. Because the fact that that man is not in a single solitary second of this episode, and the fact that it is by far and away the best one we've gotten yet, is not, it's, it's not cool, man. Yeah. I don't like it. Okay, wait, hold on. I agree with you. It's done really heavy-handed. Trust me, a lot of shows have had it where there's like a one-off episode where the main character isn't even in it. That happens. Yeah. The yeah. problem is, is this was so good. It reminds us how much we love The Mandalorian, and it reminded me how much I don't want to go back to the Boba Fett story. Oh, shit, man. It, it, it freaking sucks. I, I don't know if Mando, 
you know, who's clearly going to be here going forward now? Is this, you know, going to have a, a far bigger role or is this going to be like Boba Fett and Mando, you know, no, no. cameo? Well, they only have two more episodes left, right? And, yeah. and you know how he yeah. said he has to go do something first? I think he's going to go see Baby Yoda, and I don't think we're going to see that until Mando 3. I don't. I agree. We're, I don't think we're going to see Grogu at all. My, my prediction is he's going to go off to see Grogu, and he won't return until the finale of the final episode. And when he'll just come to save the day, shoot some people up, have a battle. Like a cowboy-like battle. Yeah, yeah I, you, I, I can get that. Because honestly, if he ends up sticking around for the next two episodes, that's literally a man coming and stealing a motherfucker's show. Yeah, he's going to take the shine away. Yeah, so they have to get rid of him. They have to shelve him. I hope they thought about that beforehand. Uh, because, uh, damn, is all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, da- damn. You know. Yo, Boba's uh, getting distant dismissed right now. Um, like I said, I've been getting bored with Boba. I've been feeling really frustrated. And you know how a lot of people are like, well, it's Disney. They can't have true true violence or whatever. Mando was so violent this episode. That's what caught me off guard, man. I'm like, uh, yeah, this is, um, you know, you didn't get a lot of blood or anything like that. But we got um, bisections. We got stabbing. He beheaded a man's corpse. To bring it back to cash in the bounty with it. Dude, that is some savage shit. <laughs> <laughs> Homie's walking. I mean, I know we put it in a bag, like a cloth bag, but he's walking through the streets with the freaking alien head in his hands. With a head, man. Like, it's just, it's crazy to me. He walks right into the bar and he just puts it on the table and he's like, where's my money? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I love that, man. Oh, I loved it. What, what, what did you think about the uh, the nod to Phantom Menace with the? Oh, there's the, mad nods, which we'll talk about that in a second. But real quick, but I'm, my argument is this is also making fun of Boba Fett because everyone's saying Boba can't be such a bad guy. They want to make him a nice guy. It's Disney; he has to be a hero. But why can Bo- why can Mando act like that, and Boba Boba, who has a reputation for acting like that, doesn't? I agree. He was more Boba than Boba has been. Oh yeah, straight up. He because you know what I love. Din Djarin is both an honorable hero and he's a cutthroat when he needs to be. Right, like he, he's not a bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like a pusher. I love I love that line. He says, "I can take you on warm or cold. It doesn't matter yeah. to me." It's <laughs> <laughs> one of the best lines, man. This is the best. Line. But yo, Phantom. Let's talk about Phantom. One, first nod, the N1. Yo, when she's walking up to the thing and it's underneath the sheet, I knew that was a Nabu fighter. You did. I did. You know why? I love the Nabu fighter. I uh, Actually, one of the things I was hoping, I kind of wished Anakin used the Nabu fighter through the entire trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's funny to me how they uh they tried to be like, you know, this is the prequels. This is like, you know, 30 years before New Hope. But like the starships and shit are like so sleek. And like dope looking, and I'm like, y'all might want to reverse that because this shit looks newer than that. No, 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 but no, but don't you see the moral that they're trying to tell you? They're trying to show you that the Empire fucked everything up, Ah. and that the world was much better. It's an indication that the world was better without the Empire. Like under the Empire, everything's used and broken down and dirty and nasty. Right. And before them, everything was sleek and new and hopeful. You know, that's actually really good. I didn't really, con- uh, I didn't consider that. Yeah, I, uh, I because I remember Phantom Menace. I had the same deal deal with you when I saw Phantom Menace the first time. I said, "What is up with that?" <laughs> I had your same thoughts. I was like, and I had to think about it for a while. And I was like, you know what? And so I remember. Remember, Obi Wan refers to the coming of the Empire as the dark times. Yep. Before the dark times, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, okay. They're trying to they're trying to hammer home that the Empire fucked everything up for everyone. I gotta say, man, they did all that work on this. Sh- and again, it's the little things, man. They showed us, you know, those guys working on, you know, the engines and mm-hmm. like working on all that. And you actually got to see like the little moving parts and shit like that. You, you saw the man like belt sanding like the paint off the fucking starship. Yeah. To make it look chrome like his armor. Super dope, man. I love oh, it. absolutely dope. I absolutely. I even like her stupid jokes. She had some stupid jokes, but it was still a good time. Right, like it, it didn't it didn't take away from it, man. And then he gets this starship, and the thing is like, 
you know the fastest thing that ever thing you know oh uh, yo other other references to basic the basically phantom menace obviously we've already seen her pit crew but that pit you know the pit crew was you know the the slave robots in the fir- in phantom menace right right but then when he when he takes off and he flies he's literally mirroring he's literally mirroring anakin's pod race path so I thought it was the same actual spot. I don't know if it was that close, if that's what they were going for, but I thought he was flying through the same area. Yeah, I mean, I think he went. Through, I think he went through Beggars Canyon again. Yeah, where the Womp yeah. Rats hang out. Man. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, he, even the, I even check this out. Another reference. Even the part where he decides to fly up and leave in the canyon is the same place where Anakin get knocked into the air. <laughs> Do you remember that they knocked him off the road and he goes up a rock and he yep. he flies up? Yep. So that was they were referencing the shit out of Phantom Menace, which one I'm all about it. And that was another problem that I had with the sequels. Um, they constantly thought that they, they thought people mocking the uh, mocking, which was like they used to mock back in the day. The the prequels meant they should avoid the prequels, and I'm like, no. If you're actually making a true finale, you need to reference them. Embrace them. Embrace you know? all chapters of Star Wars. Yeah, like, so, quick digression. I hate when people shit on the prequels. Um, now, I'm not saying that some aspects of them don't deserve that. I'm not saying that. I just hate that people shit on them so heavily because as much, you know, as much bad things that they're... Oh, Courtney, uh, you went mute real quick. Sorry, it looks like uh, Spotify muted you. It looks like there must be prequel haters. Oh, man, I really wanted to hear Courtney's thoughts. Courtney's not going away. I think he's just having some technical difficulties. He'll be back in just one real quick minute. But, yeah, I mean, um, the prequels, I mean, the prequels are just, like, amazing. Um, he's. I think the point he was going to say is for every bad thing in, in a prequel, there was something good. I mean, I would totally agree. Um when he gets back in here, we're going to get right into it. I hope you guys are all having a, a good one. Uh, shout outs to Izzy, SMH, Sean, The Hold Up TV HD, Luca, and Brandon Carter for stopping in here on Spotify Green Room. Um, oh, look, it looks like we got Courtney back in the scene. Courtney, you were telling us about how um, for every bad thing that's in the prequels, there's something good. Yeah. Um, can, can you hear me? Oh yeah, totally. Okay. Uh, yeah. While there was a lot of uh, garbage and all of that, there were some bright spots. Uh, and you know, I think they did a really good job in this episode. I think just in general, honestly, with a lot of the stuff that we've gotten since then, uh, you know, embracing the positive. I mean, oh. we're, we're getting you and McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi again. It wasn't all bad. Right. Okay, so you're right. For every you know, Mannequin Skywalker, aka the younger version of Anakin. We also got a Qui-Gon. We also got Darth Maul. We also got a double-bladed lightsaber. We got Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. You know, we got we got the like an expenditure of the lore. Right? Yeah, for every bad romantic line, because I gotta tell you, I da- I actually like the movie I dislike the most out of all of them. Other, here's what I, the the Star Wars movie I hate the most is the Last Jedi. Reach. Yeah, that's that is my most hated. Like, I honestly think that we should give the death penalty to the people who made that movie. Um, but next up, I don't like is Attack of the Clones. I knew you were gonna say that. And although obviously I think everyone loves that finale, um, getting to it is really hard for me, particularly all the romantic lines and all that stuff. It, w- it wouldn't be so bad if, uh, you know, there wasn't such wooden acting in some of those people. Oh, yeah. You can make it work, but they did. I mean, uh, you know what they're saying? Uh, Natalie Portman kept citing, citing, it's hard to actually say serious lines when you have green screen and stuff like that. And I was thinking, you and McGregor acted his fucking heart out. Yeah, like, you're an actor, bitch. Like, stop. Really? Yeah, you're supposed to act no matter what, no matter where you are, where you are man. <laughs> um, But I still, ultimately, at the end of the day, other than Last Jedi, I think there's good stuff, you know? Good stuff going on that can be found in anything. 
100%, bro. Right? Um, um, so are you excited about what's coming next with Boba? Oh, wait. Before we say it, Wizard. Did you catch Wizard? That's my new freaking saying, bro. That is my absolute new freaking saying. So when she said, how did you like the ship? And he says, wizard. He said, it was wizard. And so when, when, Anakin, when Anakin did that when he was a little kid and he creates the pod race, one of the kids, neighborhood kids goes, that's so wizard, Annie. I did not see that's what I'm talking about. That's why I love this shit, man. Oh man. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yo, you yo, you think yeah, I love it too. You think baby Yoda's gonna end up in that pod in the back? Oh, I think that's exactly why it's there, honestly. That's gonna be his little spot, man. Yeah, no, it's gonna be freaking dope. I actually do, you know those pictures that are are, you know, you know picture there's multiple pictures going around of baby Yoda in Mandalorian armor. I know it's cheesy, but I really hope that comes to pass. He could be uh, the bridge, you know. He could be the new uh, Tar Vizsla. He could be I, a Mando, and he could be a, uh, a Jedi. I think you I know? told you what what um, Star Wars movie they need to be making, right? Yeah, like uh, like Grogu in the future. Yeah, Grogu in the future. He's the like his he's like he'll be like two hundred, but his his race is equivalent to the age of like twenty. Yeah. So he'll be a young Jedi Knight, but like not super powerful. And uh, and he he can fight other guys. Maybe the Sith come back. Who knows? Whatever you know. I'm with it, man. He, he could have Mandalorian armor too. So so, looking forward to Boba, man. Looking forward to next week. Are you excited about what's coming next? Uh, <laughs> to be honest, the only thing I'm less excited for Boba than I've ever been. Like, even from episode four going into five, I didn't even know this episode was going to be like this, but I was looking forward to it. Now I'm not even really looking forward to six. But I am looking extremely forward to season three of Mandalorian. I mean, people are already making jokes online, but I mean, we pretty much got episode one, season three of Mandalorian. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, to be honest, bro. Yeah, to be honest. You realize that basically they can essentially add two episodes. Here's basically going to be the new watch order. I know, I know what it is, right? When you get to season three, you watch Boba uh, Boba Fett episode five, then Mandalorian uh, season three episode one, then then Boba Fett episode seven, and then you watch normal. You keep going from episode two. But basically, that's what it is, and I don't need—I don't need any more of these other episodes of Boba weighing me down. <laughs> it, it, it's unfortunate, but I think we're all there. Well, I mean, but who knows, man? Our expectations are so low. They could do some shit next week, uh, and it could completely flip our minds around. It wouldn't necessarily save the series, but it could go out with a massive bang. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, basically, here's what I—I—you I, know what? Here's what I don't understand. John Fa- Johnny Favs is accredited as writing all these episodes, right? Right. And yet, look at the sheer drastic differences in them. And so, like, yeah, for instance, there's no drama in the Boba story. But look at how much drama in just one episode Mando had. Nice. Right? He, it starts with the great action sequence. Then he goes back to the armor. Then Pre Vizwa tries to betray him. You know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, later on, he's got the he's got um, X-wing and the Republic on his ass. You know, it, it, it's, yeah. it's I, I, I mean, I, I just can't even believe it, man. And then last week, a boba, literally nothing happened. I don't know, man. I so- weep for boba. Yeah, I do too, man. It's kind of sad. Um, I feel bad for the actor. Uh, he's even sad. I saw an interview with him when he was saying he wished Boba Fett didn't talk so much and take his helmet off a lot. Oh, yep, I um, agree. Because he felt like it took away from the mystery, and he's not wrong. Oh yeah, this um, is demystifying him. Yeah, like because because Mando, man, like he badass from start to finish, uh, and it's just like. Yeah, I got a friend of mine who always talks about it's just it's nerdy as fuck, honestly. 
but she always talks about how attractive she finds him. Even though Pedro Pascal looks like the kind of guy that just like sleeps on your couch and then he gets up and he just goes about his day. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah, I would, I agree. Um, but but like he looks like a rake. Like, right, but she's like he's sexy as fuck walking around in that armor. It's because he's so fucking mysterious. The badass dude that you can't see his face and he's got the armor on the voice. It's just like yo, like you took that away from Boba. You know, I, I feel that I'm not I'm not totally like I don't mind that I see his face. I agree he should like for instance when he's when he's holding court, when he's sitting up on his throne, people visit him, he should absolutely be wearing his helmet. Why is his helmet off? Yeah. That's that doesn't make any sense to me. I understand like when he's alone, you know, obviously a motherfucker's gonna take his helmet off, right? <laughs> But what I'm saying is they could have had a lot of drama here. Like, I, I'm hoping Fennec, Fennec Shand, like, betrays him. Um, I'm hoping... I don't know. All sorts of shit happens. and Or the biker gang might betray him or something. And the reason why is I just need something to happen. I need something dramatic to happen. That's what I'm saying, man. There's no way this shit isn't going to go out with a bang, there's no way. I feel like they've just been try trying to find ways to keep the episodes going. So much so that they devoted an entire one to a completely different character. Right. The, you know what this is? Um, you know what this is? This is when they have Batman guest star in some place. Yep. So that it, so that it's like steroids. They put steroids in there. They're like, we're, we're not selling comics. They're like, have Batman show up. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, the same I mean, thing. Like, send in Mando. Was once again, this is also proof. The fact that they were able to do this episode is further proof that uh, the lies told about Pedro Pascal from certain YouTubers last year are ridiculous. And stick it by the lies on top of that. Oh yeah, they, this person, the, the main person who did it, um, is like Donald Trump. They will not, they will not ever admit that they're wrong. And even when they are proven scientifically wrong, somehow they will try to spin it gaslight us into believing that they were right yeah this that, person when the, this person said that they would leave that uh pedro pascal would be fired a, as in halfway through mandalorian season two and that he was forced to leave and that he didn't finish the season and then throughout it he ends up taking off his helmet and having it off for two episodes in a row so it's clearly him it's not cgi him it's real him and he has an amazing, impactful, emotional end scene where he takes his helmet off in the finale. Right? It was never, it was never bullshit that he took his helmet off. You know? Right. Whenever he took it off, it was a legitimate. It, yes. It was not forced. It was not some forced nonsense. But check this out. This person has the audacity after season two uh, finale to say, "Well, I've been proven right now. It's obvious that a stuntman really did most of that work." That is straight up Donald Trump stuff. Here we are. Right? Here we are. The Donald Trump spin. And, and yo, I want to give a, an apology to any of my viewers who are like political or whatever or into that. I'm not trying to insult your political movement or anything like that or anything like that. I'm just making comparison. And, you know, I think it's a fair assessment um, that Donald Trump was often tried to spin stuff pretty crazily, right? still does but you know whatever but yeah i don't want this this thing to dissolve into um politics but yeah it is disgusting that they did that but the mere fact that they gave him faith that they were able to get him back for an episode you know what i mean yeah means they want to work with him more not fire him they're not gearing up to fire the man here's the thing man regarding Mando, they have successfully created like you know, one of those Star Wars characters that's like gonna be around forever. You know what I mean? <sighs> like, like he's in the pantheon now of like Obi Wan and like you know Boba Fett. Yes. Like he's yes. the main character now. You know, I, because they established I, him so strong. A million percent agree. And then, like the the question is, and here's another thing: this proves that he's so enamored, like he's so part of the system, that how can they possibly get rid of that? How will we respond 
when they're, you know, basically they're Batman or they're Wolverine or they're Dwayne the Rock Johnson is not part of Star Wars anymore. People will lose their minds. So, uh, so you're right. And they already kind of have an issue with that kind of sort of wherein there's, I feel like they're kind of stuck in a loop. And this is kind of a problem with Boba Fett too. They have a Tatooine problem, first of all. Yep. Um, need to get the hell up. Once this Boba Fett is done, I don't want to see any more damn Tatooine. I'm done, okay? I don't want to see any more Tatooine. Uh, and then they also have a time problem, right? Like, they're so scared to go forward. And the problem is, they did go forward, but it was such an unmitigated disaster. What do you do now? Especially, and it gets worse, when you think about how post all of that, we got Disney+. Plus. We got all these dope characters and all these, you know, new shows and setups coming. That's now in the past. So how do you even, you know, mitigate that now? Well, that's the thing. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I would say about them. And and so I, I, I um, they have 25 years, or maybe at the start of the Mandalorian. How long do you think the Mandalorian's been going on? Uh, do you think they're in year three, but when they start, or? So I know it takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. Right, but that was season one. Because he all of that happened within within more than a year. Yeah, he had to have been with Baby. He was traveling with Baby Yoda for over a year, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so let's say they have 24, 23 years remaining before Force Awakens. So they have a very little limited window, but it's still a window to play with. You know? Yeah. Um, here's what I know, though. If we get another Star Wars movie, uh, I would uh, love to have John Favreau and Dave Filoni writing, and you can have Bryce Dallas Howard direct. Oh my so, God! Because damn, right? she's a queen, man. She's a queen. Oh, she she always has. You you know what I found out her staple is? I noticed this. I saw it in this. I've seen it in others, and I realized what it is. It clicked for me when I was like, one thing she's good at that people don't notice that she does. She's really good at making extras and side characters who are just extras like in a scene seem like real people. I'll give you an example. Did you notice... That human and that ugly-looking alien couple in front of Mando as they were getting on the ship. <laughs> I, next time, next time you watch this episode again, and I know you're gonna watch this episode again. Am I right? Oh yeah. Next time you watch it, when he's getting on the ship, pay attention to everyone around him. Every one of them is a. They have their own story to them. You can look at them and you can be like, oh my god, they tell their own story. They have their own mannerisms. It's really detailed. The attention she makes sure Mando seems like he lives in a real world yeah. where shit is happening around him and he's not the only important thing but things like people are real and they have their own desires their own thing you know what I mean like think about a meat packing place now she didn't write it I know Johnny Fav's did but you know basically uh, in, you know in the in the script meatpacking place could be described as anything you could choose to do a future one or you could choose the way she chose it where the, it just kind of looks like ours right <laughs> so yeah man uh, lots of possibilities going forward uh, I, I do know uh, Mandalorians in general are like Star Wars new you know hot talk they've always been pretty dope so. I think now we're, we're going to get a bit more of that kind of stuff. Just in general. Um, it's always been the Jedi and the Sith, but the Mandalorian. Yes. Are, you know. No, I don't love, I don't, I don't super love that um, the Jedi have taken over the story. They haven't completely taken over the story, but the fact that they've infiltrated it with the Darksaber. So here's the thing. That's one of those things that's just kind of in the middle, but, but it could go to either extreme. Um, I honestly, I'm not going to take away from this, so don't misconstrue my words. I love that Luke Skywalker showed up, mm -hmm. but at the same time, that was kind of going in that direction, the Jedi direction really strong. Ahsoka was fine. She showed up for her episode 
setting her up. That was cool. But Luke was definitely like, okay. And then, and then Grogu's going to become one. So it's just like, yeah, we're jumping that way. And that was kind of a concern of mine. I'm not going to lie. It's actually first. funny that I think the biggest, the biggest Jedi connection now is the saber. I think more so than even Luke. Because Luke, like like Ahsoka, at least had the decency to take what he needed and then leave. And so what it is, is it's like, well, of course Jedi should show up because he lives in a world with Jedi, right? Yeah. So that makes sense. Oh. But now now he's if he really does learn from a Jedi, and trust me, I'm going to enjoy this no matter what. But um, if he learns from a Jedi, then we might have a permanent Jedi in the cast. You know, it's going to go Jedi, yeah. Jedi-ish, you know? Yeah. Um, the Darksaber is just one of those things that's just firmly rooted in, like, you know, Mandalorian things. But yeah. it's also very clearly a Jedi construction. So it's just kind of like, all right, when that shows up, you, you know, you're screwed. Right. Yeah. What are you going to do? What you, you can't talk about, you can't talk about, like, Mandalore the first, and you can't talk about the Darksaber without talking about the Jedi, because they are, he was a Jedi, and that's a lightsaber. That's it, man. I feel you. Uh, so, yeah. Finale. You you hear all the wild, wild speculation. Now there was a similar, there's a similar thing going on for the finale of uh, Mandalorian two. Um, I think you remember that on YouTube. I did a little video called "Top Ten Jedi um, Who Are Likely to Come uh, to Answer Grogu's Call." And I gave all sorts of things. And I gave Luke Skywalker a very low number. I was like, it's very unlikely it'll be him. I thought it was more likely going to be Mara Jade than it was going to be him. Ugh. Turned out to be him. But he was on my list at least, right? Now people are doing a different list. They're doing a list of who is going to show up to the final battle. Because supposedly in the finale, we're never going to believe. This is quote unquote. Never going to believe the 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 cameos and the people he's gonna get to protect his his crew like the crew he assembles we're never gonna believe who we got yeah and so oh there's already been for a while long rumors cad bane i actually think he's the most likely big name to show up i'm fine with cad bane i'm okay. actually all for it actually but other ones people are talking about now people are talking about Han Solo. I, okay, wow. I don't know about that because one, I don't, I don't even think Han Solo. Why would Han Solo work for Boba Fett? I mean, the last time they saw each other, they were enemies. He, nah, he wouldn't. Hell no. He he, wouldn't. Yeah, he. Uh, Boba Fett is the man who tore him away from his family. Right. <laughs> and so, but people are like Boba Fett. They're gonna have Han Solo. They're gonna DH him. Remember, Han, Remember, what's his face wants nothing to do with the franchise anymore. He's done. Although he said that and he came back for a, for a cameo for Rise, right? I don't know. If you cut a fat enough chat, <clears throat> I don't see how you can say no, honestly. You know what If I what I would do if I were him? I'd be like, you can pay me for my likeness. If you deep fake my face on someone else, I'll be cool with. But just pay me for my likeness. <laughs> Have someone else do the acting. Uh, that could work for him. Uh, Gray Winthrop says, time travel retcon. No way. <laughs> if, if, oh, they're going to, and with the Ezra stuff, they're going to have to bring up the time travel. That, that I, I don't even, let's focus on Boba right now. I don't want to get into time travel and so on. I, I speculate they're going to retcon the crap out of that, to be honest with you. <laughs> they're going to have him show up, and it's going to be some, I thought it was this, but it was actually this kind of shit. Watch, I'm telling you. I really, really, yeah, I hope so. I really hope so. So, yo, people are also saying Cal Kestis um, and Luke Skywalker might show up as well. So, uh, after seeing BD, a BD unit show up, I don't know. Maybe it will be Cal Kestis. I would be down for that. As far as Luke goes, I don't... I, I guess he has ties to Tatooine. I don't know. I mean... But why would he think that the Tatooine's in a better place with under Boba Fett when he thinks Boba Fett's like a piece of shit? Right. Oh, yeah, and that's a, that's yeah. the Cal Kestis thing. We don't know anything about Cal Kestis future. Um, does he become also like a Ronin? Right, and and yeah. he takes steps. I mean, I don't know. Um, I'm I have a 
Uh, I, I think Cal Kestis is more likely to show up in Mando Season 3, maybe at Luke's Academy. See, that could work, actually. Because you, you, there's no way that those two have not communicated at some point. I refuse to believe that they don't know that the other exists. I'm just waiting for, like, yo, that's true. They have to see each other, but you know who else has to freaking see Luke? Ahsoka. That they, is a meeting that we need. They have to have a scene where, like, they meet up, and then she'll be like, oh, my God, I knew your father, and or something, you know, like, and, and so, or some crazy shit like that, you know? Possibilities are endless, the possibilities are endless. Oh, you know who else? They're, they, you know who I forgot to put on the list? And they're also saying, what's her face? Although this uh, wouldn't drive me nuts. But Amelia Clark. Uh, actually, that one does make sense. That one does make sense. She, uh, well, she's a rogue. She is. And I actually like her a lot, so I wouldn't mind. Oh, there we got Logan. What up, my man? Please tell me Logan has entered the chat. Everyone here in Spotify green room. Um, Logan, please tell me you saw the new episode of Boba Fett. I'm here with Courtney, and we were getting into it. Um, you know what I think she might be, how she might be involved in the show? I think that maybe since, since Solo, Crimson Dawn has taken over the Pike Syndicate. And she's going to be their evil boss. Yeah. So somebody yeah. pointed this out, and I don't know what it means, but it might connect to her. Is my theory? They thought it was a Darth Maul reference, but if you see the um, artwork at the end credits of this last uh, episode, on uh, in one of the frames, um, Darth Maul's Sith infiltrator is in the sky. Oh, what? Now someone could have just been drawing. You know, Sith infiltrator, you know, on Tatooine flying through the sky in the background. You don't even notice it when you're looking at it. Like, it wasn't until someone on YouTube pointed it out and I had to look up to see it. But that might be a suggestion, right? However, we know that Darth Maul should be dead by this time, right? Long dead. He died, yeah, he died in Rebels, right? Decades But um, who did he train before he died? Um, Amelia Clark's character, whatever her name is. Kara. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I actually believe that she, the, uh, she would be down to do it, and I think that they would put her in. So actually, I would bank on that. I, I would not be surprised if she did show up. Um, she'd have to make her look. They wouldn't make her look. Better. Never mind. They wouldn't do that. Yo, but I mean, do you think it's possible? I think it's possible she might be ahead of Crimson Dawn. She, yo, if maybe she's flying that infiltrator. Oh, it's possible. Hundred percent. But I wonder yeah. if they're like gonna make her force sensitive or something. Please. <laughs> you just want her to be a grimy crime lord. She knew some Terrace Kazi, right? Like oh yes. Kind of thing in that movie. Yeah. Uh, I hope that's as far as it goes. Yeah, I know. I'm good with that. Um, Logan says I think they're making deeper connections to try to make this show worth it. Yeah. Um. You know what else I'm hoping that they do, Logan? I hope. That supposedly there's going to be a mega, like, obviously, we know, ramping up for a big battle in the finale, right? I hope it's just epic. If, if They have not been able to dr deliver drama, so I'm hoping they're able to deliver epic-level action. You know? Yeah. It's clear this is going to be, like, the Dirty Dozen or, um, you know, or whatever, like of the Cowboys, like one of those Wild West ones, you know, big shootouts in the in the town square. You know? So, yo, I got to get ready to jet. Okay. But um, safe to say this this was a, a two thumbs up from you. Yo, thank you for stopping by. It was Here we are, Courtney uh, Monroe from Saber yeah. Light Nights, everyone. That's down in Virginia. Uh, but you can catch them online. Where can they catch you online? Uh, so, Saberlight Nights on YouTube, Saberlight Nights, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, yeah, we're uh, in the website, saberlightnights.com. We got a crazy, super crazy busy year this year. Um, we're going to be at GalaxyCon in Richmond uh, in March. Um, that's going to be awesome. And actually, uh guy that plays Moff Gideon, and the young lady that vo uh, voices Ahsoka in the animation are both going to be there. So I hope I can uh, 
link up with them. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, my God. That's worth going down there. Definitely. Uh, and, yeah, we have our own uh, – we have our next tournament, our second tournament this year. Um, that's going to be exciting. We have another con in the summer. Uh, it's a ton of stuff going on, a ton of stuff. But, yeah, um, you know, you can follow me there. If you want to link up with me personally – I'm on Instagram, Shaolin Iceboxer. You can follow me on there. So at the Shaolin Iceboxer. And before you go, I, we didn't even hit it up. Do you have a number rating for this episode? One out of 100. What, what do you give it? Man. You, you're doing this to me. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to give it a 10. A 10? I'm going to have to. A 100. You know what, guys? Follow the time. But I'm still on the high, so I'm going with the 10. Yo, you know how everyone hates Mantis because they're like, oh, Mantis, you're always so judgmental, blah, blah, blah. I give it one as well. I give it a 10 as well. Listen to that. Perfect episode. This was finally a good episode or something. (laughs) 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 But, yo, you give anything a 10. Uh, Yeah, uh, yeah, I I can't remember the last time I gave anything a 10. I didn't even give Spider-Man a 10, right? I did. <laughs> uh, yes, All you right. did. Yes, you did. But, yo, thank you so much. Thanks for stopping in, Courtney Monroe. Um, live the dream. Thank you for stopping by Rogue Planet. Special thanks to Courtney Monroe. Everyone else in here, including Izzy, Court, uh, Courtney Monroe, Gray Winthrop, Brandon Carter, SMH, Sean, The Holdup, TVHD, Luca, and everyone else who decided to stop in. Remember, you are listening to Rogue Planet. That is our episode for tonight. Um, you can, of course, check out our replays on Anchor and Spotify and wherever podcasts are sold. But remember to keep tuning in every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern for more nerd reviews, gaming, and anime talk. Until next time now, ciao for now.